0: This is episode 482 on the 14th of February, 2022. In athletics, there is a tendency to use and label words like weak and strong. But I think this is subjective. Though there is data supporting it, but for me, this is irrelevant and nothing more than state of mind. Weak strong team, big player, weak point, quote analysis, this obsession with this thing certainly gets everyone going and with so many data scientists available who have nothing to contribute and just throw out statistics and for me statistics don't matter. They don't matter as long as they are not connected to my talk show. It doesn't matter who
1: has won how many championships for half the time. Those things address a
0: matter of subjectiveness. But we'll discuss that later. Let's get cracking with this morning's episode. Now, this is a very interesting question. The year 2022 is when the women's hockey and cricket World Cup take place in a space of four months. And the question is, so not everyone is asking because people have their own way of looking at things. And no one will connect these two sports because they think these two sports are in isolation, are in solo. But for me, they are not. But so the question is, can India do or double? Can India win both the women's hockey and cricket world cup? So no the speculation through no data would support
1: that India has a forty percent chance
0: of even going to the knockout stages and semi-finals, finals of the Cricket World Cup. As far as hockey is concerned, Indian team is a good in but not good enough to win because there are better teams there like the likes of ireland and australia and new zealand and other teams who are stronger who have a better infrastructure and that's why this question for most would be a laughable matter how can you connect the women of hockey and cricket world cup how can there be any kind of connection for me, there is, because if India goes on to win both the world championship of these sports, it might probe the so-called pseudo-experts of that chair, because no one expects them to win both. Forget winning hockey, winning cricket alone. Forget women's championship, even in men's championship. No one expects the men to win of them. Though, I think if I have to use the word strong, the Indian hockey team is stronger and much more potent and competent
1: than what was there when they were obsessed with the teams of the 70s and
0: 80s. Well, I have not seen the matches of the 70s and 80s. I have only started watching hockey since 2007-2008. When it was televised regularly, before that it was the tele the televised matches were irregular and not that high, that much hype was created. But whenever I watch the hockey matches, I have seen the Indian team improve. So some would say that now we play on artificial turfs. Does that make a difference? I don't think those things make a difference. Whether it's the natural grass or the artificial turf, it's the skill of the player and not the external conditions which make a difference. But we always attribute the artificial turf or the natural turf as a factor, as 40 years ago, it was a natural turf, grass pitches. That's what the term is, which means they were not smooth there were indentations, there were cables, the players had to be moved aware of where the indentation and the gap and the rubs were. Now, everyone will complain that the artificial turf is moved. So, it's not that difficult for a team to score a goal. They can Are you scoring a goal like you are in now? Isn't it? With video replays available, the third umpire and the standing umpire can overturn the decision if needed. And green cards are given much more. The umpires are strict as far as the green cards are concerned. So that's one thing the players have to take care of. Everything is recorded. The umpires have. To Time for the slightest of infraction. And if you do that, you will be of off for two minutes suspension or five minutes inspection, depending on the nature of the infraction. But the question here is: can India do a double? I think yes. It, it may evoke laughter out of some pseudo-experts, but then those pseudo-experts are not worth hearing, they have nothing to contribute. So let's not even listen to what they have to say because no one really cares what they have to say. For me, yes, they can. So, the road to the women's 50 over world championship mania starts with the India New Zealand tournament. And the game one did not go according to plan for the women's division. And that is why I think India needs a change of attitude and now a change of person. And because if you have seen the pseudo-media, the print and electronic media have gone after certain players. They have gone after 2 or 3 players in the men's division who were according to them not contributing in the manner they are supposed to contribute because they receive a paycheck and in view of that paycheck they're supposed to perform up to some expected levels so they do not perform but why don't we have the same level of standard in the women's division because there are two players and i will name them specifically who have not performed and we are lucky to be in the team more based on emotions rather than on their skill. They had their skills, they have been there for the past 12 years, another player has been there for the past 23 years, but what we need is a change of personnel and a change of attitude. Let me highlight this point by giving up to example the game one of the women's division match india allowed new zealand
1: to score 275 and in the women's game 275 is as good as 350 in the men's game
0: and if a team is able to get to 75 whether it's the junior division or the women's division the chances of the team chasing is less unless they start in an aggressive manner, which the Indian team did not do. The first five overs they had scored would be five runs. So we had the likes of Fali Banma, who's supposed to be this ultra-aggressive mode of player, but it seems as if he has not been given the right direction by the team management or coaching staff or the what is of this particular player because that this player seems confused yes the other team bowled well so one can also account for that but the Indian team never looked in control and then once the likes of Mithali Raj and Harman all came into the picture after wicket were lost early they just went into a shell they were not ready to take the aggressive route which means They were keen on defending, they 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 knew that 5.5 runs per over in a women's game is a lot. Which means, if we have to win the match, we have to score at least 70-80 in the first 10 overs. Which is practically impossible in a women's game. And that is why I think the likes of Harman Gordon, and Ali Raj either change their attitude or the coaching staff and the independent coach says, you are done. You are done. And I think it's time you give them the ultimate and put them on notice. Otherwise, the remaining four games, New Zealand knows what they have to do get between 250, 260, 270, and the Indian team has no chance of chasing it. Though, on the other hand, if India had scored around 240, even the New Zealand team would have had a difficulty chasing it. But compared to the Indian team, the teams like New Zealand, Australia, and England and up to some extent, South Africa do have a few aggressive players that they don't waste time in taking out made and up yes, the other team is bowling well, but still you have to come with a plan. If you have been here for over 23 years, you would have come with a plan by now. So I think they need a change of attitude and going further, a change of person, and that is by the inclusion of a few players they really baffled me. What was the selection of the people were they even thinking before? Selecting a few players is the Brazilian dollar question. And this is the Brazilian dollar question. Can the women hockey team and the cricket team win the World Cup for the will put it at an like 85% chance with a 50% of buffer? Yes, they can do it. And this tournament is a perfect opportunity to do things which were not expected of them because so these two individuals have to step up their game or give way to younger players of course if you can go after players in the men's division why not go after players in the women's division because these two have not been contributing compared to those two who have been contributing more than the women's division match but moving on to another tournament that is the Pro Hockey League men's championship. So after winning the first two matches, where India beat France 5-0 and South Africa 10-2, France gave India the, the the taste of their own medicine as the Indian team only in this game looked a little tired and France used that opportunity to beat India 5 so I don't think it was the end of the world of course we can make a huge deal out of this match but when you are ranked 3rd and in this situation ranking can matter and I don't know what how the team of the 80s played, I had not seen the matches, I have not seen them televised or anywhere, so I am not concerned what the team of the 70s, 80s did. They did their job good for them. And there was a time when the Indian team was not even supposed to be a good team. But that's a matter of debate on a later record. But I think this tournament is important because it will allow them to play each and every country twice. And in hockey, it's a, it's a matter of one or two moments. And I think the current hockey team is more potent, more competitive, more talented Ill, than what was in the past. And if, by past, I may even mean the players gone by, the players we are still obsessed with. with the likes of Dille Turkey and the North pile and the thing up to some extent, the thing and a few individuals who died due to injuries. Look at the name. Then a couple of younger players in German speech said, Look at the players, look at the name. And Harman, Please already in that zone of legends and only been here for 5-6 years He's only 25 in the half and 60 years old And yet, he is the penalty corner specialist Everyone knows the moment this guy takes the ball in his hand as far as the penalty corner is concerned, or is ready to take the penalty corner More often than not, 9.9 out of 10 times he will pick the target and yesterday in the game against South Africa after the loss to France 5-2 which was not a big deal because it can happen one loss doesn't make it the end of the world but what the coaching staff think is something that can be left to the coaching staff and the locker room so in game 4 that is Yesterday's game, India decimated South Africa at a margin of 10 to once again. And the moment they started scoring goals, it did not end whether it was in the first quarter, second quarter, second half, whatever. I know people get carried away by quarters. The only reason they have four quarters or 15 minutes each is so that the players get adequate rest. And the game is more exciting because, okay, 15 minutes to go. Final quarter of the second half, there's still time for teams to make it an and this division allows all the official the players to strategize once again. If you're 2-0 by the first half, you still have a chance because you have two parts of 15 minutes each. And as far as the World Cup is concerned, the hockey world cup, it's still far away, but unlike where you are saying that which format is important, 50 overs, 20 overs, Test matches and the and the captain doesn't have much time to assemble the team, specific rules, such things don't matter in hockey. In hockey, your skill matters. On that day, that's it. Your skill, your speed. And I don't think those who object that the speed attitude of the Indian team where they across the two goals Is anything, anything to be concerned about? I think it's perfect. I like the way the Indian team approaches a game. Whether they will win next year is something that will be seen for next year because they still have a couple of tournaments like Isha game and Commonwealth Games. So I don't think these tournaments are that important. Even the Olympics was just another overhype, over Sensitive or over emotional tournament and the Commonwealth game and the Eastern team doesn't fall anywhere near this. So it remains to be seen exactly as to what will happen. But this tournament is as good as the world, of course you have to face teams like Spain and Germany and Netherlands and Australia and New Zealand and all the other teams. And it will be very interesting as to how this whole thing. Out. But moving on to another sport, India Best Indies Tournament, that is the ODI Cup. Of course, the game three was when India scored 2 I knew that SND. May not chase it, not because they're a weak team, they don't have the pedigree, they don't have the players,
1: they don't have the patient players who can add 50 overs. I don't think that makes
0: a difference, but because now, unlike maybe 20 years ago, 15 years ago, if India was able to get to a decent score, what they find the decent score is subjective. India did not have the ballers, the skill of the ballers. For a long time i won't go to all the details because that once again debatable let's stick to this and then of course the western team hasn't got it rep- hasn't done anything positive to its reputation the moment they started losing games of course in that of course the suit Unlike me, the pseudo-experts think that this Besindy's team or Windy's team, whatever, doesn't have the pedigree to play the 50 over and the 5-day format. They're only meant for 20-hours because it all happened in the flash and they love hitting I think even that's one thing that we need to get out of our head. Such things really don't matter. This is just a matter of what we think. It could have been either way had Vesinti scored 260. India would have been bowled out for 170. You never know. India were, after all, 40 for 3. And then it took Shreyas Iyer and Vishapan to have a partnership. And then the group and the contribution from number 7 to number 9. That's the big deal. 265 will be a decent score as far as the overall so don't always have to get. It. If a team is able to get between 2 to three and 300, three, a team chasing no matter
1: whether they are strong, they are weak, they are brilliant, they have toy, bed stroke, but or when, it doesn't matter whether they have the likes of Holy and Whitby Shaw and Shundan Gill or whoever it is, it doesn't matter. For me, there is
0: still a year to go for the 50-year World Cup, but for me, the template is 10. Not because of this big game, but because I don't think we have to go into that ultra-aggressive route of scoring sure 300. You get anywhere between 250 and 300 and if it doesn't matter who the opposition is, it, they may chase. That's a possibility. And of course, one can talk about two balls, maybe two balls and whatever be the discussion of that. But that's just irrelevant. And going by this, I would say with the toss, bat first, get to somewhere between number three and three. It's too late to even get to that debate because it's still a year to go for that tournament and anything can happen in between that. And of course, teams are all about qualifying. The interesting thing is that I was listening to the commentators and they're still obsessed with the team of the 70s, 80s, 90s. What is plaguing best in these tournaments? Why aren't they the same team they were 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago? What's the issue? Is there an issue between the management and the players, or are the players becoming so greedy that they prefer 20 overs, 3 yards, and go home? They don't have the patience to build a long limits. I think such discussions are irrelevant and crass. They don't matter. But I don't think you can blame 20 overs for. People not play a patient innings, nobody has time to play a patient innings, nobody did 20 years ago and nobody did now. So the obsession with the teams of the 70s, 80s, 90s, of course, is I have not seen them. And I think the these team were always a decent team, whether they had Lara or whoever. And I think the current setup, they may have not changed to see, but it's a good team, of course. Short selection is a question that always comes into the picture but I don't think that's something to be about. That's why I say win the toss, bat first, get between 250 and 300 and the chance of you defending that score, whoever will the opposition, is great. Even a team like Afghanistan or Bangladesh can defend that chance. I don't know what will happen. The 50 over World Cup because everyone is going on the 20 over World Cup, so But for now, and then that temperature is to go by, it's still the same thing, With the toss, bat first, get between 150 and 180, or maybe even 190, that's good enough. Unlike last World Cup, and team's is at a bigger advantage, that will not happen. So I don't think batting was good because it makes a difference. But the, the uh, UAE-Dubai-based World Cup was just a bit of a love. Whoever won that tournament, not will happen again. What will happen is difficult to predict, but all I can say is get to 180, 190, and the chances of the team defending the score rises no matter who the opposition is. So, once again, it's something that can be debated upon, can be said that which format is important? I don't think formats make a difference, and I don't think we need to hear the same old soft story that the basic team has deteriorated. That's the case. Why don't some of the former players approach the board and give them a plan? Okay, this is our plan. We would like to help to implement it. They don't do it. They're more than happy to be coaching other tournaments. They don't care win just because they were winning in the 70s 80s doesn't mean that the team was happy there was camaraderie among the teammates just because teammates laugh and hug each other in front of camera we don't know what to do off camera in front of camera they all act nice of course they show their emotions but they all shake hands they all hug whether the good or the win and then what happens off camera no one knows just because the debut was a team of 17 and 80's was spinning, they had a couple of footballers, bowlers. Doesn't mean that they had camaraderie. Camaraderie is different from such things. Camaraderie doesn't just happen, and sometimes the camaraderie is nothing more than a publicity stunt. So, if I see players laughing and jumping about, I don't take it with a pinch of salt. I don't take it lying down. I know it's a superficial thing, and that's the nature of sport. Half the time, things are not what they are i wouldn't really get into that debate because everyone wants a part of the team unlike football and hockey where you can come in as a substitute and can play the full game or whenever the coach or the management requires you to so hockey and football is a different thing there is no need for camaraderie it's all about understanding cricket camaraderie is nothing more than susha nothing more than a publicity stunt and nothing more than things that have to be done when you are aware that cameras are following you more than the cameras or animals are following you, whether cameras following them for a bad thing. I don't think that's half the time the camaraderie is just opposite. ends episode number 482 on the 14th of february 2022 stay tuned for the next episode and i will be back on the 16th of february 2022 with episode number 483 but while you wait for the next legendary episode what should you do as always put these books in your must read books column put these legendary and classic books in your must read books column